Sports Network from Learfield IMG College from Old Chicago. Welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show, brought to you by Old Chicago. Great pizza deserves great beer. America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. And by SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard. Hey, welcome on in. It's another edition of the Gary Anderson Coaches Show. We're live here at Old Chicago. I'd love for you to come by and hang out with us. Great, uh, uh, boy, I tell you what, whatever you want, the pizza, the wings, it's all right here. Come down, grab yourself a bite, and uh, let's talk a little bit of football with head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Gary Anderson. Coach, coming off the uh, loss to Boise State, you got that first game under your belts. Uh, and you and I, we talked a little bit this earlier today on our flagship station, but uh, a lot of times you get – you get to take a look at the film and see with a little bit more uh, clear clear eye what was uh, what happened and, and what went right and what went wrong. Kind of give us your evaluation of what you saw in that game against Boise State and and uh, the path going forward. Well, much like I felt, uh, you know, on the sidelines after the game, it was uh, our kids, the, the highlights where our kids fought their tails off. Um, it was a tough physical game, and we knew it was going to be. Um, Boise's a, a very talented football team. Um, so I, I was proud of the way they came back, and they never faded. They didn't, um, you know, all of a sudden, what was me? Because we fell behind the way we did. There was no finger pointing. It was good to see that. On the flip side, you know, we uh, it was a lot like a, a repeat of a year ago, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, when you sit back and you look at it, and we did some things better than we did a year ago, but it's not nearly good enough to match up against Boise State. Um, and that's just the... The, the facts and that's where we're sitting and I think our kids understand that and it's uh, you know, we, we lost both lines of scrimmage um, there was times we had some moments we had some drives, the offensive line came out and then I don't know what that, there's a 16 play drive or whatever it was and ran the ball the majority of the time and um, that was great to see that, we ran hard scored a touchdown and then we had the uh, the muff punt that we took advantage of and got another point, we ran the ball and threw some balls there that were successful so it was good to see uh, converted some f- third and fourth downs in the in the fourth quarter that were good to see through the throw in the air, uh, but you know the bottom line is is we you know, up front we didn't uh, we got a couple sacks on the defensive side of the ball, but again it's it's overall you know we didn't pass protect well enough, which is not just the offensive line, it's the quarterback getting the ball out, it's the running backs blocking, it's the tight ends blocking. Uh, we didn't rush the passer good enough, um, we didn't stop the run good enough. That's not all the defensive line, that's the safeties, that's the linebackers, um, but there is a real physical presence to the game when you. Play play Boise State and the bottom line is it's just my belief you have to win in the line of scrimmages and it, that right now is did not do that against Boise State so we can harp on it forever but that's the fact of the matter. Did you feel like from a pass protection standpoint your offensive line got better as the game went on? Yeah and I think we got the ball out better um, you know there's the the whole passing game thing if you sit back and, and look at it you know we evaluated from year to year and we evaluated it last year and we did we had a number one draft pick and as a quarterback and he was a tremendous player um, and but you know we, we didn't get the production we really wanted out of that either right um, and, and Jordan is and that's not pointing the finger at Jordan it's pointing at the and myself we have to be able to throw the ball better um, and it's not it's not the quarterback it's not the wide receivers it's all of us it's encompassing to to get us where we need to be so and, and everything that I look at every day when I wake up it's it's not you know yes this week it's about San Diego State and next week it's about Nevada but it's about finding a way to be able to put a team together that can win a championship on offense and defense and you know that's 
that's what we're trying to get ourselves in a position to do. And um, so that's that's my mindset every day. So with throw the ball, I look at it championship aspirations. Running the ball, same way. Stopping the run, pass defense, special teams, all those things come into it. And, you know, we got to continue to work and grind at it. And, uh, you know, right now we have one game behind us that we look at and say, and those guys are – the champs last year so uh we're not we're not the championship team level at that point so we got to work every day as a staff to help the kids get better they'll work and we'll keep grinding through the third quarter the running game really picked up as you mentioned and you're really able to round run the ball downhill against this defense do you take some of that uh, confidence uh, that maybe you were able to pick up in that second half and maybe transfer it into this game? Sure. You know, I think that we, we absolutely have to. And Jalen Warren was did a tremendous job of running the ball. No one's tougher than that kid. You know, he's going to bang it in there. I thought the offensive line and there was some adjustments made by, you know, Coach Woods at halftime that uh, obviously were good adjustments. I know Coach Sharam was involved in those adjustments also, and those were those were adjustments that helped us. And uh, that's what you try to do at halftime. It's not about hooping and hollering or yelling or screaming and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a business-like situation, and you try to get them better and um, uh, I commend the coaches for doing it because Boise did do things a lot different on defense than they did a year ago um, and uh, you know that's that's the way it goes sometimes game one but we made some adjustments but that's not why they got the lead they got but I was proud of those adjustments and the physicalness that we played with from the tight ends in the second half you know we would Brock Lane was basically getting walked through in the hotel uh, to be ready to play because his number was called Friday at 1130 when we uh uh, got on the uh, bus to drive yeah. to Boise. So he had a, a quick uh, a cramming session to get ready to go. You know, it, it's interesting, and you brought this up after the game. I asked you what was the conversation at halftime, and I think some of us that haven't played at that level and have watched way too many sports movies uh, think that there's all this, you know, you know, screaming and yelling at halftime when in reality it's just about X's and O's and about making adjustments, and it seems like you guys did that well. Yeah, yeah no, the, the funny story goes to that. So, uh, you know, Utah State, 2-5, and five, Hawaii down 28-7, and we go in, and I've been asked the question a thousand times, oh, man, what would you say to them at halftime in that game? I'm, nothing. You know, we had – we had. I, I remember uh, um, Bobby wanted to – Bobby Wagner wanted to – uh, kill one of my coaches at halftime. I remember that. So, but we got that fixed. So that didn't, that didn't I'd probably happen. put my money on Bobby too. <laughs> so I definitely put my money on Bobby, especially because it was what coach it was. <laughs> it was a slam dunk. But you know, again, that uh, in that that setting, that situation, we've been in those, and we were on the other side of that. When you walk in there and everything's going great, and you come out and don't play well, and it's like, well, then what did you say to him, coach? Yeah, it screwed him up at halftime. So um, you got you got to educate. You got to try to continue to help them learn. And, and kids are in the moment to play, and they love to. Come compete and uh, that you got to try to help compete at a high level what's the uh what's the feeling around this team i gotta imagine probably still high level optimism right now oh yeah yeah they'll this, this team they'll stay optimistic through this whole thing i mean I, I guarantee you no matter what situation is they're they they are excited to play um they had a great practice today we just got off the practice field 20 minutes ago and you know they're long practices because of the way we're practicing and they handle them extremely well and um, they got their bright-eyed and bushy tail that hurt. You know, yesterday it hurts. When you walk back out there, it's time to talk about it. And, you know, we, we do what we do to put the game behind us. But then once we do that, we, you know, keep it in your rearview mirror. It's always there. But you, you have to move on and, and continually learn and understand where you are. And, and, and games like that can help you understand where you are. And it's not going to get easier this week. You know, the San Diego State team is they're there every single year. They're right in the mix every single year. Last year it went down the last play. And, you know, it's uh, we, we got we got a big win against them last year. It was a huge win. Um, and, and it hasn't gotten that way a lot of times with Utah State and San Diego State. And I told the kids that you got to be prideful of beating San Diego State because that is a tough, tough out. Well, it's also like, and, and we'll spend some time talking about this team, but 
But, you know, you talk about Boise State. They've got an M.O. They're tough. They're nasty. They do a lot of great things offensively. And uh, the San Diego State team, even though I know that there's been a bit of a coaching adjustment there, it's a guy that's been there and done it before with San Diego State. They have an M.O. too. They want to run the ball, and they want to come right at you. No doubt. No doubt. And that's in, and they've got the lines to be able to do that. They've got, you know, big physical offensive linemen. I think that they've done a nice job. Um, you know, they'll, they'll continue to do that and with the, with the coaches they have now in the setting that they're in. But they're big. They're physical. They do the same thing on defense. They bob and weave. They try to get you off course. Um, it's a very – it's, it's kind of like playing offense, uh, Air Force's offense for the defense this week. It's like the, our offense is on, you know, that bobbing and weaving. It's a very different style. It's a very effective style, and it hasn't changed. There's still – it's Rocky Long's flavor with the new coordinator has his touch to it, but it's uh, – you know, so this is a it's, it's a very talented team in San Diego State, and you know they've got uh, they got a great position to recruit to, and they you know they drive 30 miles, and they can kind of yeah. handpick who they want after the Pac-12 goes through. So um, they they got a good place to go to there. You know, uh, and, and we don't need to go into specifics on individual players as far as as far as who is out, but you did ask a lot. You talk about Brock Lane. Uh, you did ask a lot of a lot of players to step up. Uh, in some moments and some of those guys didn't really know about what their responsibility was until later in the week how do you feel like for the most part players were able to handle that kind of a you know that, that kind of a workload thrown at them at the last minute best they could you know I don't think anybody backed down from that um, I don't think anybody was overall you know just big-eyed and panicked um, we had some that had success and we had some that had failures um, yep. and that's just the way it went that's just that's that's the way it is and so you know as coaches you look at that and you don't you can't really just judge a kid off of that performance when he's a freshman in that setting and he's not prepared to do it that's just that's that's shameful for a coach to do that but you do need to adjust right if it's if a kid is not ready and it was forced upon him you can't just say well seven days from now you'll be ready I yeah. mean just yeah. some kids aren't prepared for that situation and especially here you know I mean it, when we're we are but in, in our conference I mean I think everybody would say they're a developmental program in our conference it's a little different if you're sitting at you know Wisconsin the, the fourth tight end is is, is ready good. to go. Yeah. He's ready to go dance and get some things going. So, But I thought for the most part they handled it well. It was an education and an education for coaches and, and a challenge for all of us that we've never faced before. You've had injuries, right? Yeah. On Friday, all of a sudden a kid twists an ankle or something like that. But, uh, hey, we, we adjusted and, and we're grinding through it. And I think we've they've handled it well and the kids have handled it great. And our, and our team wasn't phased by that either. It just, hey, come on, let's go put our arm around them and go dance. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about some individual players that uh, – that had some moments to shine on Saturday, and we'll look forward to talking about the San Diego State game as well. Coming up a little bit later on, we'll chat with Jalen Warren as well as Cash Gilliam. We'll get coaches' thoughts about those two and their individual performances as well. We're just getting started. We're live here at the Gary Anderson Coaches Show in Old Chicago. Come on by and say hi and uh, check out some of the great food and offerings here as we continue on on the Gary Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. back you're listening to the gary anderson coaches show on the aggie sports network from learfield img college a usu credit union has been serving true aggies since 1957 they've got seven locations around cash valley including the branch located on utah state university's campus inside the university welcome center all right utah state coming off a loss to boise state gets set for a showdown against san diego state and 
I don't know. I would, you know, I had a lot of people come up and say, wow, the uh, the schedule seems to be front-loaded. But this year in the conference, it seems like, uh, I don't know, if you can really, the whole the whole conference seems like it's loaded. <laughs> Nevada got a nice win. Yeah. I mean, you go down the stretch. I mean, everybody's got some pretty good moments so far. Yeah, I haven't watched that Nevada film. I'm going to put that on at some point and watch that. But that's uh, to score that many points and do that against the Wyoming defense is, yeah. is something to uh, – pretty special <laughs> that's and you know it is it's uh you know you go to boise you got uh san diego state here which is uh picked to take their side and they're always we already talked about who they are and nevada's playing well and hawaii got a big win we don't yeah. play hawaii but hawaii got a big win san jose state got a huge win um coach brendan got his win. your, your old wide receiver coach has got guy. things turned around a bit yeah, down there yeah they're uh, he's, he's he's been good and they're building a nice new facility i talked to him last night for a while and he's he's uh optimistic uh, do you do a lot of scoreboard watching early in the year, or is that more or more later in the year, or is it pretty much the same year? Keep an eye on what's going on in the conference. Oh, in our yeah, in our conference, I'll watch. Well, I'll not watch the scores. I'll watch every game yeah. I possibly can. So when we drove home from Boise, we had the chance to watch. Uh, gosh, I can't remember. Seems like it was five days ago now, but we watched the game come back, and um, so it was. You know, I, I'd like to. I like love to see what those teams are doing, how they're playing, and what's going on. Gary Anderson joining us as you're listening to the uh, Coaches Show on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I want to talk about some individual efforts. Of course, everybody looks at the quarterback play. Uh, give, me, give us your evaluation of what you saw to Jason Shelley uh, well, in that game against Boise. Yeah, I mean, obviously we want to be able to throw the ball better, um, and we've talked about it many times. That's I don't think that's just on Jason, and you know I don't think it would have been just on Andrew and any quarterback that was in there, whether it was you know, Bart Starr or whoever. We, we need to be able to help them better, um, and we need to have more production out of that situation. So the number one thing that starts with coaching, and you know we've we've got to coach them the right way is, and, and get them into a spot to allow them to do what they can do best with their skill set, and that that is the key. Um, and you know Jason's done it at a very high level. I've sat on the sideline and watched it, and he's played extremely well. And we need to give him those opportunities to be able to throw the ball and get it out. And then Jason needs to throw the ball the right way when he has the opportunity. But there was a lot. There wasn't many missed balls. I mean, yeah. when you sit back and you look at it, the the deep ball to Jordan on the, the early on the sideline on our sideline. I was right there, but so was the DB's hand, and the DB did a nice job of getting the ball out, you know. And he missed a he missed a couple he'd like to have back, but for the most part, the ball was thrown where it was supposed to be. And to give us an opportunity when we did throw it, he made a couple, you know, nice throws to uh, to Justin that got down there that uh, converted the fourth down in the red zone the one time to help yep. us get the score. Um, you know, so there was there was there was give and take on both sides of that, but uh, overall. He was getting smacked way too often, and there's not—it's not real fun to sit back there and throw the ball and, you know, get a helmet right in your teeth. And that—that that happened a few too many times. You know, you talk about Justin, uh, Justin McGriff. I thought he had some really good moments. Uh, he didn't get many looks in the first half, but in the second half, uh, Jason was able to find him. And what's really interesting—I mean, he's a big, big receiver, but catches the ball with his hands you know and especially on that uh, fourth down catch near the end zone where he's able to snag that with his hands instead of bringing it into his body I mean that's a that's a huge attribute of a big wide receiver like that it is and that's who Justin is and that's who he needs to be I think he gains some confidence I think his his team gains some confidence and and we know that game day is going to be he's excited to get into that moment and he's a guy you got to get the ball to right I yeah. mean I don't I don't care if he's covered he's really never covered if the ball's thrown the right way that's that's the bottom line and he's so big and long and 
he can make things happen. And the same thing, you know, you gotta, you've got to get DT. Um, you've you've got to be able to have a kid like that get involved within the in the game plan if we're going to be, you know, a good off a good offense. Now, how you go about that and do that, I don't know that. I'm a defensive guy, so guys get paid to get that done. So we need to be able to get to those positions to where our offense can, you know, move and and, and give those the quarterback, the wide receivers, the running backs, the offensive line, the tight ends, all of them a chance to be able to you know be successful and move the ball. Now that was a great defense we played against. Yeah. And we had a hard time separating from man coverage. And I sound like a broken record from a year ago, but we had a hard time breaking off a of man coverage last year too. And guess what? This year, this week, we're going to see a lot of man coverage. So, you know, get off man coverage, throw the ball, protect. It'll be magical what happens. I mean, obviously some teams are going to be better than others in doing that, but is that going to be probably a game plan that people will throw at your guys until they're able to show that they can they can get past that? Yeah, I think everybody would play man coverage in those situations, and, and everybody in our league pretty much. I, I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't play a lot of man coverage. I mean, Air Force plays a ton of man coverage, and, you know, Colorado State did last year. Wyoming has uh, um, played more against us. And, you know, and then, then there's other ways, too, that to formation people so – you got the guy off the ball you want to get off the ball and so on not to get too technical with football so i'm excited about to see the the adjustments we continue to work to make and you know it's one game in but you expect to see um improvement i mean that's what that's what we're all about trying to get better gary anderson right here on the aggie sports network from learfield img college utah state gets set for a showdown coming up against san diego state and uh We'll take your questions as well. Come up in our next segment. If you've got something for Coach, uh, Ajay will have the wireless mic, and you can ask some questions coming up in our next segment. Uh, let's talk about a couple of big running backs for San Diego State. They ran the ball for uh, 287 yards, including Greg Bell with 111 yards on the ground, including a touchdown. Uh, that's a team that just they, they'd like to get after you. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they, it's, uh, you'll, you'll see it. If you're at the game, you'll see it. If you see them on TV, you'll see it. They're, they're big. <laughs> right guard, I think it's 6'6", 330 or something, and, and, and he moves well. Um, they're, they're big, giant kids across the front, and I think their tight ends are, you know, are really, really physical kids. Um, they're 255, 260, and they've been there for a while, and 85 and 88. I apologize for not knowing your name, young man, but uh, <laughs> probably never hear this anyway, but uh, I know you by number, which is a compliment. Um but, yeah, so they're, they're big, and they want to run the ball. The running backs, I thought, ran hard and physical, um, tough-minded. And, you know, that's, uh, that's who those guys – that's been their M.O. for how many years? As long yeah. – you know, when, you know, when Rocky was there, that was, that was the whole thing. And, um, and it's, it's, it hasn't changed. So, and Brady's been there now, and it was – you know, I remember when we went there and played them first or second year here, and, you know, they, uh, they took it to us in a big way when Brady was there before. And, you know, we were able to get last year get some redemption on that one. So that was a positive. But their M.O. won't change. You know, and you'd think a team like that, especially, you know, in, in Southern California, might have a little bit more flash to them. But you can tell, I mean, that's the Rocky Long M.O. right there. We're just going to get after you and we're going to beat you up a little bit. And uh, I got to imagine, too, from your defense, talk a little bit about what you saw from them against Boise State and how you think they'll improve in, in coming up in week two. Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we, we, we played hard. Um, we had some mistakes that uh, are very fixable. Um, yeah. And we had a couple huge plays, mistakes, and they were young players. And, you know, that's, like I said, after the game, that's just, it's just not an excuse. It, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, they didn't, Boise didn't come out and say, oh, that's a freshman. Let's not try to take advantage of him. They did just the opposite, and they did. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, we'll improve on that. We'll continue to understand that and move through those situations. But I thought that they, again, they fought hard. Uh, there was a times on the line of scrimmage where we hung in there and 
knocked the heck out of them, and there was times they got the better of us. But that, I thought that was a, a good fight. It needs to be. It was a little bit lopsided towards them, obviously, with the way they ran the ball and the points they scored. You can't say it wasn't. But, uh, you know, it was uh, – I thought we flew to the ball. Um, our, our want to was there. Our tackling angles were – at times not good other times they were they were good and our ability to tackle you know to me tackling is 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 a want to and i know that's there tackling is second is athletic ability and tackling is strength and those are three things that really comes down to tackling and when we got ourselves in bad angles we didn't tackle well Um, there was a couple times we got a little overpowered and and arm tackle people and we got to get over that we got to continue to coach that better and i'm not by the way trying to give you any excuses here but because everybody's dealing with it, but do you think... I won't let you have any, so <laughs> I won't let you give me any, excuse but, me. But do you think, you know, lack of spring, shortened camp, stuff like that, does that affect tackling? Sure, because strength is strength no, is yeah, a huge that, part yeah. of tackling. I mean, it, it absolutely is, and, um, you know, we want to get ourselves, and we're not going to stop lifting hard during the season right now to continually grow and develop that. But, you know, that is what it is. That's not going to change, and, and you know, we can – everybody had to deal with it. Everyone's this and that, but there's there's different – You're in, every, every team is in a different spot, and, you know, so we're, we're going to keep battling that and keep working to keep our strength and, and gain strength a little bit during the season if we can get it done. Is that more so than usual? I mean, it's an eight-game season. Are you are you working on those things a little bit more than maybe you normally would in a 12-game season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we did even during camp. You know, I just I, I don't I don't want to discount that that we're not playing 12 games and we're only playing eight or whatever it may be. But we are definitely trying to keep a a pace a little bit of working to for sure maintain or or maybe even get a little more strength and our young kids always do that you know the young kids everybody doesn't travel they'll be in there tomorrow morning at seven o'clock and they'll be lifting with the developmental lift but i think with our with our older kids um and it's relative there's kids that have been in the program for a long time and they've got a lot of miles on them you're a little more careful with those guys as you as you bring them around but uh it it is an emphasis a little bit more than it usually is one thing that uh, really jumped out at me when looking at some of the stats from the San Diego State-UNLV game, they had 14 tackles for losses yep. against UNLV. Is that just uh, is that a scheme standpoint, or they just got the horses that can create all kind of havoc? Well, it's both. You know, it's a very confusing, confusing uh, defense, and, and they, they had a – they had a day now. Um, they were all over it with uh, five sacking the quarterback yeah. and, you know, the, the behind-the-line scrimmage plays and the quarterback throwing it away. And now I will say this, in the second half, UNLV came back and, you know, had a couple drives and obviously scored on one and um, got down there the next time to cut it to a two-score game and, and got stopped on a fourth-down play. Um, but they did. They executed and got down the field. So, But that's, you know, that's the deal. you you got to hit some big plays against San Diego State. And if you, if you crease them in those twist games on the run game, then you got a chance for a big play. Um, and they have a chance for a big play every, every snap because of the way they dine and dash, and it works very well for them. And I like a lot of the things they do, and they've done a nice job of recruiting to that. But there's, op- you know, there's there's probably some opportunities there. No doubt, there's yeah. there's opportunities in the throw game. There's opportunities in the in the run game, and you know, you just you, you got to hit them, and you got to be patient at times, and you got to understand that that you know they're going to have TFLs because they're it is it is very abnormal. There's guys, I guess, where you would say that on the board a lot of times they're not supposed to be, but yeah. they get there, um, and it, it's been very effective, you know. And Rocky's the the godfather of that, and they've carried it on with the new coordinators, done a nice job. And like I say, he has put his own flavor to it, which is uh, it's interesting to watch that too. You know, uh, I, I know this is I want to reference a couple of guys you know really really well in terms of a defensive philosophy. But I remember when uh, when Kalani was uh, was the DC at Utah, 
uh, there was a season, that season, where they had all kinds of sacks. I mean, they were sacking the quarterback mm-hmm. like crazy. But they also gave up – I mean, they were – there were a lot of long plays against that defense. Um, and then the next year, John Peace takes over, and he's Mr. Four and a score, get turnovers. The sacks went down, but the turnovers went way up. Is there kind of a tipping point between those two sometimes? <laughs> well, if you're getting sacks, you have really good players, right, and yeah. talented players. And, you know, I think turnovers are turnovers are an interesting discussion. You can talk about them for a long time if you sit down as coaches and discuss it. But they, they just seem to be something that uh, kind of just – it's contagious, I guess, yeah. a lot of times with, with, with the turnover type of thing. So um, it's also the kind of defense you play. You know, if you play a lot of man coverage, typically you don't get a lot of picks because they're always covering guys and looking at the guy they're covering. They're not sitting in zones and dropping off of spots and doing all the things they do and, and reading the quarterback's eyes. So it, it, it's a philosophy thing can can lead to more turnovers, especially interceptions. Um, and, you know, the sacks – yeah, that's like to me it's like running a 40 i love the guys that always say man i you know i co- i made this guy a great pass rusher no you didn't you're crazy i made him a great running back no you didn't you can help him get better some of those guys are just know, born you're right not gonna, you're not gonna make a great pass rusher you'll, you'll help him get better i'll give you that yeah. much but don't tell me you made him great I love it. Mom and dad did that. <laughs> 631, you're listening to uh, the Gary Anderson Coaches Show. We'll take a break, come back. If you got questions for Coach, uh, let's hear them. We'll have the wireless mic here. You can ask a question for Coach. We'll also look more at this uh, San Diego State team. And uh, coming up in about 15 minutes, you'll hear from Jalen Warren and Cash Gilliam. It's all straight ahead on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Gary Anderson Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It's your chance to ask questions for Coach. You got something for him. We'd love to hear from you. you got questions, thoughts, um, <laughs> scheme, whatever. I'm sure you got people every now and then who come up to you like, hey, you know what? Maybe if you played this guy or did this or did this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't have Twitter or any of that stuff. Yeah, that's so probably that, that helps me a little bit in, in good times and bad times is helpful all right we got a question coming from over here go ahead let's hear from you <laughs> what do you think the recruiting is going to be through this pandemic okay recruiting that's a great question that's through the question. pandemic there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of pieces to that um you know with uh you sit back and the seniors that we have the ability for those kids to be uh, back again the possibility with that you have to tie them into your scholarship numbers Um, and just in general speaking terms it's a really a a frustrating year recruiting because you want to start in your state you want to go outside of your state and we have very few numbers to deal with if uh, with our seniors that potentially are coming back so there's kids we want to go out and recruit um, there's positions and spots you want to be able to fill, but you have to be real technical. And, and quite frankly, we've just kind of get through these weeks that we're playing this games, see where our seniors are going to go, have those sometimes tough, tough discussions with those seniors that we have if we have to have those discussions. Um, but I'm hopeful a lot of those guys will come back because there's a lot of good football players, but that does take away from the next class. Uh, and the last I would say about that, this, this year we'll put a lot of kids to freshmen again. So we could have up to like 40-some-odd freshmen, and that'll take care of itself through the years. But uh, it's, a, it's a juggling act with recruiting this year. And right now we're not recruiting a whole bunch of spots just because of where we sit uh, in the world. And like you said, the, the pandemic has uh, caused us some issues in recruiting, for sure, <laughs> to say the least. 
Well, you know, one interesting thing in all of this is that essentially you don't need to redshirt anybody. Yes. Because they're getting, yeah. uh, you know, everybody's getting that year back. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have a redshirt limit or holding kids to four games or anything like that. You can throw them to the Wolves yeah. and uh, and they, they still come back a freshman. Yeah, they can they can all come back and keep the year. You can keep the year moving them forward or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, then, then you throw in this, the in, in, whenever that happens, the one-time transfer rule, which I don't know when that's going to happen or the, the date on those things. But, you know, that's, that, that's coming our way. And uh, there will be stipulations to that, I'm sure, through GPA and, and timing or whatever it's going to be. But that is that it's going to be the wild, wild west. Oh, you know, goodness, I mean, you're yeah. going to have you're going to have your best players in the in the Mountain West getting recruited to go to the, the Pac-12 and wherever. And, you know, I, I, nobody ever breaks those rules because when kids transfer, oh, they've never talked to anybody. Never. They've never dealt with anybody ever. So we deal with that all the time. So it'll be interesting. Do you think that I mean, I, I keep being told that uh, that it'll all even out. That that players will come down and play the to replace the players going up. But the players you're you know the players at G5 school loses, they're not going to be replaced. Yeah. You know pay, you know dollar for dollar for a player that's coming back down. No, Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and it it is going to be really just really interesting. And it it it's a whole. I don't know how to deal with it, how to adjust with it. Um, you know, it doesn't matter agree, disagree, like or don't like. It's it's. Uh, it's not good, you know. I mean, yeah. you get you get kids who, as a as a developmental program that you pride yourself in, um, you develop them, you work them for a couple of years. They sit for a redshirt year. Take an offensive lineman that develops them. Take Andy Koch. Andy Koch was recruited not much and came here and worked his tail off and got himself starting as a freshman. And all of a sudden, you know, what what happens? So this year he plays well, and then what happens in January? You know, yeah. is is all of a sudden he's got. 15 schools calling him and saying hey man come over here and come start for three years because he'll be frankly he's he'll he'll be a sophomore yeah and you got three years to come here and play and those are those are really hard things to be able to deal with and we already deal with that we've dealt with that since i've been back here this year we've dealt with that two or three times with kids that are transferred out of here that have gone places where i know there's tampering i mean i know there is and it's just how how do you go about handling it and go go with it i've had other coaches in the league talking about the same thing so it it's going to have to be addressed and talked to and dealt with but uh again i don't have the answers and it doesn't matter if i think it's good for the sport or not i think it's horrible for the sport but that's not my decision uh how about name image likeness and how how do you i don't think name image and likeness is going to be a big deal here um uh, you know, you, you sit back and say you get into a Power 5 school and, and those places that, that have the money that they have in that situation and the setting, uh, it, it's going it, to be difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, where does it go? How do you handle it? Who gets this? Who gets that? You know, you're recruiting. Are you going to walk into a home? And I'm sure that when they get it all done, it won't be legal, but you're going to walk in there and say you're going to get $10,000 from this car dealership for your name, image, and likeness, and Johnny's going to get that, and Stevie gets none. And then a recruiting battle is and say, well, I'll give you this. I'll give you that. I'll give you Carl's Jr. will give you $5,000. McDonald's will give you this. And what, I mean, I don't know where it goes. But here, I don't think that'll be a big deal. And quite frankly, those Power 5 guys can have out all that stuff they want. And, uh, again, it's uh, it'll be an interesting dynamic that uh, I don't I don't want to deal with and I don't have to deal with. So, obviously, you got a big game this week, and we'll talk a little bit more about this on the show next week, but I don't know if anybody, because, frankly, when you came on with myself and Hans Olsen, not this last, uh, not today, but the week before, this hadn't settled in on what your next week looks like. So you got a game on Saturday. 
Normally, you try to give guys Sunday off, but I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. You'll have a practice on Monday. The NCAA will not allow you to practice. And for good reason, you know, you want kids to go out and vote. And so uh, Tuesday's off limits as kids are going to go vote a week from today. And then you're traveling on Wednesday to Nevada. Yep. You got it, my man. I don't don't know. That's a good, that's a wow is right. So, yeah, we'll play. We'll get back. We're at home, so that's a positive. And we'll get back and we'll have to you know, move quickly through San Diego State. And that typically what you do lose in those scenarios is is kind of the last game, if you will, because you've got to you got to go. I mean, you got to go with whatever the situation yeah. was. You're going to have a quick learning take from the game and do your corrections and you're going to jump right into Nevada and you have to practice. You have to get him out on the field on Sunday. Um, and, and it's not like it's a big physical day, but you got to get him on the field. you got to look at the scheme. Yeah. And, you know, apparently those guys can score some points. So the defense better get out there and see what's happening on that flip side of thing and what happened with Wyoming. And then we'll come back on Monday and we'll have a practice. And, and Tuesday, right from my knowledge, that's still the situation. You don't get to do anything. Um, and Wednesday we'll practice in the morning and we'll go and have some walkthroughs on Thursday, I'm sure. You, yeah. You do have uh, – I mean, after uh, – this one, then you come back play Saturday, and then you've got three Thursdays in a row. Yes. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. I think it's well. First of all, I think it's awesome for Utah State. Yeah. I think it's awesome for our kids. It's it's a game on national television. You're you're kind of if you want to watch a football game, there's a good chance that you're watching Utah State. So I think that is that's special. And um, you know, Thursday games are Thursday games when you have the time to be able to prepare. But again, it's the same deal. It doesn't really matter what you have or what you don't have. Both teams. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to prepare for that Nevada game the same way, and then we'll take the other Thursday games to prepare for them with a normal week activity. It's just not playing on uh, Saturday. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of practicing on Sunday, but that's what you have to do. So that, that is what it is. A mm. uh, couple uh, keys before we let you go. Uh, i got to imagine O-line, D-line key in this game against San Diego State. No doubt. You know, it's, it's, it's the physicality. And, you know, if you just look at the physicality of last year's game, we were able to, you know, hang in there and, and do a nice job. And we made some we made some plays that were opportunistic. And first first drive of the game, San Diego State goes down the field. They get to whatever, the 15-yard line or whatever, and we get out of it, and they have to kick a field goal. And that was that was a huge play. I mean, it was a huge play in that game, especially the way it all ended. And um, so there's going to be give and take, push and shove. The offense and defensive lines have to show up. And San Diego State's going to get theirs on defense but when we have a chance to get ours we have to get ours and then on the on the back side of that i would say our defense we we can't give up layups right they 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 got a lot of layups last week and some big runs and some throws and some situations and you know you give them layups they're going to take them and it's a it's a it's a crew that's experienced within the offensive line and the tight end crew and you know they they do a nice job so that'll be big and you know turnovers turnovers were not an issue last week there was one turnover in the game and that's when the game was basically over with and you know, we forced we forced a throw just when we were down by three scores. And was that the right thing to do? No, but it wasn't a factor. Um, and so that's always big. And then where, how we're going to tackle their athletes and, and, and play coverage. You know, can they cover yeah. us? Um, quite frankly, like a blanket, like happened most of the time last week. And can we get open on their guys? Right. That's going to be the that's going to be the big thing. And our throw game will come. Um, open and, and and blossom when it deserves to and the same thing on the flip side on our defensive side of the ball when we can stop the run and you know get that thing locked down then we'll play well on defense one question that came in on twitter before i let you go um have you have you ever seen a uh, and and <laughs> i mean it, it led to your second touchdown you ever see a punter go off the uh, up backs <laughs> no <laughs> like but, that but i but i appreciate it if we could have more of that happen that was uh that was a good thing because we were. I I I didn't, couldn't. From where I was standing, I just kind of heard it. Yeah. I was like, 
we weren't even coming after that. I How know, did we block what, it? On the air, I'm like, and they're not bringing the pressure, but it's blocked. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was, that was a big play. And the good thing about that, you know what? Hey, we, we took advantage of it. And yeah. you get those scenarios, you got to take advantage of it. And I'd go back to that last game quickly. The first series on defense, we played extremely well, three and out, got the ball on the 50-yard line, and, you know, we returned the favor. I mean, we drop a snap, and then we go backwards, and all of a sudden it's, we're, we're punting the ball. Yeah. Um, Gosh, you got to take advantage of those situations against a good football team if you're going to have a, again, everything we talk about is getting to a position to play big games. And um, you have to take advantage of those. Great teams do that, and, and that, that hurts when you don't do it. Coach, appreciate it. Okay, appreciate you guys. Jalen Warren, Cash Gilliam joins us next on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gary Anderson coaches show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Excited to chat with our next two guests, Jalen Warren, Cash Gilliam. After Utah State wraps up their game against Boise State, gets set for a showdown against San Diego State. Cash, let's start with you. How are you, man? Doing. Good. Good. Right. Yeah, I got you. You're cutting out a little bit, but. Uh, Let's talk about uh, your your spot moving to linebacker. What that's meant for you, and how's that transition been? Um, it's been a cool transition. You know, the guys really have uh, took me in the front seven and just been you know watching extra film with me and just teaching me little stuff about the uh, ins and outs of playing linebacker because it happens a little bit faster than safety. What uh, is is the speed of it? Has that been the biggest transition? What's been the hardest uh, hardest part to pick up? Uh, not really the speed necessarily, um, but more so like my key, you know, my keys can change really, really quickly. And since I'm closer to the line of scrimmage, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's. Yeah. It, my, my keys. Nice. Uh, let's, you know, let's go back to that Boise State game. I mean, the third play of the game, you get a big stop on third down, force a three and out. Uh, did, did you feel comfortable out there in that game against Boise State? Um, yes, sir. I felt a little bit comfortable, you know. It was the first game back, and I was hurt for, um, like, eight months with a stress fracture. So, it's been a, just a long journey to get back out there. But, you know, after the first couple of plays, I feel comfortable, you know. And I feel like there's much room for improvement, you know. So, we're ready to put that work in to improve and, you know, not make as many mental errors this next week. We had a chance to uh, chat with Jalen Warren after the game on Saturday. Excited to chat with him again. Jalen, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Normally, in, uh, in in years where you know we're not dealing with a pandemic, you guys are down here hanging out with us. But we appreciate you doing this over the phone, Jalen. You've had a chance to go back and you look at uh, you look at the film. Uh, you got to uh, check out a little bit more in depth on how things looked. Uh, give us your evaluation on uh, on how you felt like you played in that game, particularly there in the second half. Uh, there was a lot I could have done better. But, you know, it's the first game, so it's kind of something you ex you would expect. But after going over the film, you know, I was, like, watching over with, like, some of the linemen, and, you know, I was just, like, telling them, like, we go over and they'd be like, uh, yeah, like, they understand now who they would get in that particular situation. For me, so it's just, um, you know, the debut. Some been here, some haven't. You know, some people, the first college game, I think it was just toughness that kind of got to people's heads, but hopefully we can, like, factor on that this week. 
when you started to run the ball there in the third quarter, the offensive line really got a good push. Could you get the sense that this offense played with more confidence there in the second half? Yeah, I could. Um, I kind of figured, like, um, obviously we had a slow start, so, like, something had to have happened in order to get the momentum up. So after, like, some things, like, things started to look right, I think that's kind of what got everybody up and going. Jalen Warren, Cash Gilliam, joining us here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Uh, Jalen, you burst out on the scene last year, and I know injuries slowed you down a little bit. Uh, just how excited are you not only to have a, a good game in game one, but uh, to ready go uh, to get ready to play and play an eight-game schedule and and uh, and stay healthy? Yeah, that's kind of something I'm um, Hello. Uh, focusing on is staying healthy. Uh, you know, the first game didn't go as well. Uh, as planned but you know it's over with it's in the past all we can do is like look for i'm excited i'm excited to see what um you know the season has in store for us cash let's talk about the defensive side uh i know boise state's <laughs> got a uh I, I look that's a tremendous offense good o-line good quarterback good receivers uh really good running back how do you feel like you guys handled yourself in that game because i know you gave up uh, some points but you did get after the quarterback quite a bit uh, yes, sir. I feel like, you know, we got to give credit when credit's due. You know, um, Boise State came in and, you know, they stayed within their system and, you know, they executed when it was time to be, uh, when it was time to execute, like on third downs. But as far as um, our defense, you know, we, we shot ourselves in the foot a couple times with the communication and just misalignment and tackling. And the best thing about that, those are all fixable, you know what I'm saying, things we can fix and practice this week. So I feel very good about the future of our defense. And we know we came in today with a good work ethic and a good uh, mindset, you know, to get better. How much uh, – how's – granted, it was just, you know, it's one game against Boise State. But uh, Coach mentioned there's an incredible amount of positivity, an incredible amount of good chemistry on this team. Do you guys realize, Do you guys recognize that as well? Uh, Cash, let's start with you on that one. Do you, do you feel like this team's unified and, and in a really good place? Uh, yes, sir, I definitely uh, feel that way because at the end of the day, you know, uh, champions have to bounce back. And to be a championship team, you got to be able to get hit in the mouth and bounce back. That's the sweet thing about football, you know. you got to line it back up every week and, you know, get back after it. You know, our conference is a really good conference. You know, um, we got to keep just chipping away, chipping away, working on ourselves and staying tight tight as a unit. And I feel like good things will come. And, and we, be we believe that offensively, defensively, and special teams. Jalen, in the second half, you guys, as we mentioned, you ran the ball well, offensive line got a good push. Can you take that confidence and take it into this this next game against San Diego State? Jalen, you there? Yeah, you that looks like, yeah, there we go. Now we got you. I don't okay, know if you heard I, that. No, I, just, no, I heard that. Um, I was just saying I would expect so because, you know, after that second half, we kind of see what we could do when everybody's up and going. So hopefully we can keep that momentum going into the second game. Jalen, what do you see out of San Diego State defensively? Um, you want me to tell you their, their front and all that? Or well, you, don't have to, you don't have to go deep players? into X's and O's, but what, what jumps well, out at you when you look at them and Phil? They have, like, obviously they're known as tech backer. That we're gonna have to um, focus on this week, but you know they are—they're right. not as good as our defense. You know, you feel me? So, 
There you go. There you go, Cash. You like that? I love that. <laughs> well, Cash, I'll ask you the same thing. They got a couple of running backs. I mean, they ran for over 200 yards against UNLV. They'll try to get after you in the run game. Is that is that the way you look at things as well? Uh, yeah, um, kind of like what Jalen said. They definitely got a plethora of, black, of uh, running backs, and I think we do too. We got about three, four good running backs, and they run hard. So they're giving us a good look um, during practice this week of just the pursuit angles we need to take. That's the biggest thing I feel like, you know what I'm saying, as a defense, we work on our pursuit angles and just run to the ball like we know how to do. I feel like we'll be fine. Well, gentlemen, good luck on Saturday. Looking forward to catching up with you again after the game, talking about a big W, all right? Yes, sir. Love Thank it. you. You got it. Jalen Warren, Cash Gilliam, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right. Remember, pregame show uh, beginning Saturday evening, and uh, and uh, hopefully you're one of uh, the 5,500 people out there that are got tickets that will be at this game. Remember, limited amount of seating available uh, with the uh, with the rules of the government, and of course, in the middle of this pandemic. So, if you are there, uh, be loud, be excited, and let's uh, let's hear from you. It should be a fun game, Utah State and San Diego State. Big thanks to Coach Gary Anderson. Big thanks to Jalen Warren, as well as Cash Gilliam, for joining us here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. And remember, USU Credit Union offers financial services such as mortgages, home equity line of credits student loans, and savings and retirement accounts. More information about services and applications are available at usucu.org or in person at any branch location. I'm Scott Gerard. Thanks for joining us. Back next week for another edition of the Gary Anderson Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. From Old Chicago, this has been the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you, Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Ford. Go further. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.